Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring and motivating life-changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to The Prosperity Project. The next year is approaching us very quickly, another 365 days to decide who we want to be. Well, what if I really challenge you today with, instead of setting New Year's goals or New Year's resolutions, instead we made the intention of about who we're choosing to be in 2022. A very common question when you're applying for a job is where do you come from, what qualifications you have and what also experience have you had in the past? But how many of us have ever taken time to think about who we are being? Often it's important, you know, when you meet someone for the first time, people say, oh, what do you do? It's the first question we ask. And I think we tend to set ourselves the familiarity that what we do for our profession is actually more important than who we're actually being in our daily life. And in this podcast we're going to touch upon why the being part of your life is the most important aspect for you. It doesn't matter where you've come from, what past experience you've had, it's all about who you're showing up and being in your current life. So all too often we can look for labels to define ourselves. (laughs) So I'm totally distracted, we've just started recording the podcast. If you're watching the video, um, if you're listening to the audio version, I'm sorry, but Matt's actually got her cat (laughs) scrolled upon him right now. She's she's super comfy, she's coming for So we'll keep recording the podcast anyway, but go ahead Matt, sorry. So we try to define ourselves, I think, by the things that we can see, the things that Mm. are tangible, the things that we can measure against. Yes. So many times we'll measure ourselves by how many bedrooms our house Mm. has got or what job we have, how senior we've made it, what kind of car we drive, or potentially what kind of holidays we can go on. Mm. So rather than who we're being, who we are inside and underneath all of this, instead we have these superficial things that we use as labels, almost like stickers on luggage, to say where you've been and what you've done Mm. and what you are. To give yourself value. To give yourself value, to justify yourself and also measure how you are versus other people. Mm. If you've got more stickers on your suitcase then that potentially means that you are more than someone else. When in actual fact, the person underneath all of the labels, all of the little stickers, all of the things that you've accumulated over the course of time Mm. can be of lesser value than someone else that maybe hasn't decided to trivialise their value based on all of these superficial things. Exactly. And I joked at the start, you know, the job interview question, you know, okay, where have you been? What school did you go to? But it's not just in jobs we find that. The default tends to be, you know, well, we categorise a person by where they come from, maybe what school they went to, what career they've picked. We'll make all kinds of assumptions. And those things could be important, those questions, but I think there's higher level questions, particularly as we go into a new year. And this podcast we're going to put out just before the start of 2022 i've subtitled this podcast a new year calibration who will you be in 2022 and this is something that i'm really challenging myself with i think there's questions that we don't ask ourselves normally that are very important to ask so for example who are you being when nobody's watching you know we always think about oh what do we do for a career how many kids do you have that kind of thing But what are the habits and the ways that you might carry yourself 
when you're you're most comfortable you know how do your family see you how do your co-workers see you that perhaps you don't show to other people as well and I think there's a lot of clues about actually who we're being when we look at how different we are in different situations I would love to think that I'm working towards being the same regardless in any environment or anyone who's around treating all people the same way acting interacting but it's even funny looking at your life how different environments and who you're with can then you can almost shift into different versions of yourself. If you're a parent, you can probably identify with looking at how your children are. Mm. So sometimes they will have a tantrum and they'll misbehave. But I doubt whether many people get reports from the school saying that they've behaved that way when they've had to share something or when they've had something (laughs) taken away from them or when they've done something wrong and they've Mm. had some critique. Probably you'll find that most children, when they go to school, they know how to behave in the classroom. They have this respect maybe fear factor as well Mm. um peer pressure and therefore they don't act out in school but yet they feel it's safe to do so at home they feel Mm. like they can have that tantrum because they didn't get that snack or they don't want to do the homework Mm. so therefore they'll have a little fit about it and then complain and storm off but they wouldn't do that in school Mm. so you're absolutely right i think the environmental thing we actually learn from a very young age about what you can get away with and how you can behave and I think what's key is trying to become consistent across the board. So as you mentioned, you're very consistent across the board. You have been for most of the time that I've known you. So you're not (laughs) very different in work as you are at home. You're the same nature. You've got the same time for people, the same ability to talk. You get annoyed by the same things. (laughs) I'm working on that. (laughs) You're perfect and imperfect in the same places. Yes, yes. So that means that the person that you're being is fairly static across mm. the board. Now, obviously, you will have different dynamics, like you'll, you'll have um, discussions with me or with your mum <laughs> yes. that maybe you wouldn't have had with someone in a workplace. Yeah. But also some of that's around proximity and the types of interactions you have, the types of topics mm. that you never really, when you're in the workplace, talk about things that you might be as passionate about Mm, as you would be with people that are close to you. You expose yourself to different circumstances. Mm. So some of these things will maybe take you to a slightly emotional place that's different to normal, but you are very consistent. Whereas I think a lot of people, they will have their um, kind of social face for their friends. So maybe they'll go and they'll be the life of the party. They'll be the person Mm. that's there getting the drinks in and um, I suppose just a little bit attention seeking mm. sometimes. I, I, that's the way I see it. I'm not very eccentric. So therefore <laughs> someone that is more out there and kind of want to be a center of attention then can sometimes look like they're a bit attention seeking to me. they might get their, yeah, their energy from other people. Exactly. But they might be like that in that yep. particular case. They might be more serious and focused when they're in work, mm. but then they could be really easygoing and relaxed and calm when mm. they're at home with their family. Yes. So you end up with three different versions of the same individual. Mm. So it's quite interesting how we can shape ourselves and morph ourselves And that's where it is about who you're being Mm. and not about any of the other labels like what job you do or anything else. Mm. So I've been studying the past month about this be, do, have pyramid. So a lot of things that we see in the world would suggest that we are circumstance and have driven. 
So as in, I need to get, you know, when we're setting New Year's resolutions, it's all about one, I'm going to have this goal because that's going to improve my life. Get something that you possess. So you possess the new job or you possess the new car or you possess Mm -hmm. the body or you possess the holidays. Exactly. It's something, even if it's a temporary possession, it's still about ownership and grabbing hold of something Mm -hmm. and it being somewhat tangible to what you've achieved and gained in your life. But it's the having that possession that then will result in me feeling or thinking differently. And actually that model's completely wrong way around. We're basically saying that the effect of something is the cause of it, right? So what it actually is, and it's the be, do, have, you have to be something become something if you want to go a little bit higher level almost like the energy the vibration of what you're giving out you're being that person in that environment and then the having will come about because we tend to grow up and tend to have the mindset that we associate emotions and thoughts with objects outside of us when actually everything starts from within. So as I am about to enter a new year and we're making this I really wanted to think about and challenge myself Am I being the person I want to be every single day? Are you asking yourself that question? What about even on a weekly basis? Now, we really shouldn't be doing it on a yearly basis because that's a huge amount of time before we try and calibrate and autocorrect. But I do think it is as critical on a daily action thinking, okay, I can really choose exactly how I'm going to show up. I can literally change all my habits overnight. You could. You could just decide you're going to wake up at a certain time, do this, do this and this. We have freedom in the Western world to do pretty much anything we want. We think we don't, but we do. There's nobody like saying, holding, you know, something to us and saying, no, you can't do that. You've got to go and do this. There are plenty of people that come from similar circumstances Mm. who have done significantly more or significantly less, which proves that you're open to pretty much whatever you choose. Mm. Because the people that choose to do very little and end up maybe struggling in life, that's the choices they've made. They've potentially had the same opportunities as the person that is flying first class everywhere Mm. and having a wonderful life. You've had the same options and opportunities, just you've not explored it. You've not looked into it. So, So you're right. I think that there is unlimited scope because there's proof out there. Mm, and potential. And a quote that came to me this week was somebody was kind of coaching another person and said, okay, where do you see yourself in a year? So let's, you know, let's imagine we started 2021 January. We wrote down those goals. Somebody was saying, okay, at the end, 31st of December, 2021, where do you see yourself? And we can usually list off things that we'd like to have or be or, you know, feel in the world. And the person who was quizzing said, okay, So what's going to change then? How are you going to make sure that happens? And it goes back to the, you know, the old Einstein quote. I don't know if it's it's properly attributed to him, but, you know, the sign of madness is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. So if we have any kind of goal, any kind of miracle set, if you're not then going to, how have I to change how I'm being, how I'm showing up in the world, you're going to even go forward a year still looking the same it's not it's not physically it's not spiritually possible to have any different outcome and what you could well find is that maybe you look at the start of 2021 and you find that you're not very different at the end of 2022 so Mm -hmm. your job's the same your relationships are the same your mindset's the same and if that's the case i mean it's not the end of the world to be the same no not but then track back to 2020 at the start where were you then or 2019 2018 because what can happen 
is if we don't change or we don't progress to the direction that we want to mm. and that we ultimately want to be and who we want to become, if we're not doing that this year and we didn't do it last year or the year before, when are you going to start to do something different? Because whatever, obviously many people set up that they have intentions mm -hmm. of trying mm -hmm. to achieve certain things or trying to make small changes somewhere. And if you've not achieved that over the last few years, when you've set that intention, then clearly whatever you've been doing has probably been the same as you mentioned. Mm. It's probably been that you've had the same kind of intention and motivation, but then you've performed the same actions, which means that you've not resulted in the outcomes you were looking for. Mm. So now's the time to really say to yourself, how can I take ownership? How can I be responsible for the changes? And what am I gonna do differently? Because if it's not worked before, then it's about time I actually explored and took a completely different approach. Absolutely. Okay, so we're calling this a new year calibration. So we're going to give you our best nuggets, our best, it's not a six point list. There is six points and it's just little nudges that will maybe help calibrate you and who you want to be in 2022. The first thing I would make is something that I've learned the past couple of months even more so is learning to focus and make attention to prosper in certain areas of your life as the priority. We made an episode a couple of weeks back that was if you're feeling frustrated check for priorities actually the presence of focal points. Something for me, I've called this the four Fs. That, I that sounds rude. No. The four Fs? <laughs> the four Fs. I thought you were going to call, tell me I was being rude there. No, I wasn't. Um, four Fs are my faith, my fitness, my finances, and my family. That's my four priority areas. So family is also family and friend. And I believe that as it's in a very different order for me. And I've shifted into that priority because I felt like I left corporate world in January, the start of the year, January 2021. Matt, you had retired a couple of years before. And this was the first time I've ever not had a day job. I've not had somebody tell me when to turn up and things like that. And so I, I felt not lost. That's too dramatic. I felt like it wasn't feeling as fulfilling as it could be. And I realized as we made the podcast about it, that actually it was because I was letting the, di the day dictate what happened. I was exercising, I was studying, I was making content, but they were a bit more haphazard. It was kind of like, did I feel like it? And I'll do it. I, I think I kind of put like my fitness as, you know, if I fitted it in rather than the switch to no, this has to happen. And so for me, what happens is when you prioritize, there's a cause and effect that happens. There's a reaping and a sowing. So the focal areas that you decide to reap into for your 2022, those will be the areas that then the season will come for growth and reaping those rewards. And obviously when you're seeking priorities and when you're setting them up in order of what's important to you, mm. then what you may find is that you run out of time. Mm. You run out of time mm. in the day, which means that those things which are less important then become things that fall off the list entirely. And we covered on the previous episode about gratitude mm. and about decluttering. Well, by looking for your priorities in the new year, by looking at how you can facilitate those things occurring in the frequency that they need to, whether it's daily or weekly, yep. whatever it is that you're aiming for, by doing those, naturally you might find that certain things fall away. Things that you're less focused on, that are less important to you, and that potentially you're less grateful for, means they fall away, you do a natural decluttering, and what you'll find is that you're more fulfilled because you're spending those hours in the areas that are most important yes. and where you feel like you're getting the most value. The, the most important thing really is if you can serve 
your own requirements mm. and be considerate of others at the same time but really focus on what moves you forward mm. what really inspires you and gives you the growth around those things that you can't get away from like making food for the family potentially yep. or going to a day job but if you can put those things that are most important high up the list you lose those things which aren't as important which don't matter as much and it really does mean that your mind gets clarity and also it feels better about how you're spending your time. Mm. The next thing I would say when focusing on this recalibration, use it as an opportunity with the start of the year to get over your fears. So what I mean here is we tend to think that failure is the worst outcome for things. And we forget that actually human nature has a bounce back, I call it. It's absolutely encouraged to fail at as many things that you feel would be fun. A great episode that I've loved sharing with a lot of people on this topic is our create miracles or, you know, decide on miracles rather than goals. And the whole philosophy being there is a 99.9% chance that you will not achieve this outcome. But with the fun of it and, you know, you're just going to take action because wouldn't it be amazing if it did happen? And I think what happens is when we let fear drive the bus to where we're going so fear is really faith in the bad happening rather than faith in the good we then end up showing up probably as people to avoid failure and then you're not you know you weren't designed to live scared of the world you were designed to overcome it you were designed to use the power and the thoughts and everything within you to overcome challenges or just do different things well growth doesn't come from comfort zones Mm. and if you're in a comfort zone then you're not likely to be changing things you're going to be static because of fear and that means that you don't learn as much. Mm. Like when you're trying to learn something new, especially if you don't have a teacher standing up at a whiteboard in front of you telling you exactly how to do things like a mm-hmm. math problem, yeah. the only way we really learn to do things is by failing. The only way a child learns to walk is by getting up and then falling down and falling down again. Yep. And eventually they make it a few steps and they think, okay, that's what works. I mean, they don't consciously think it, <laughs> but the system says that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. And then they keep repeating. And you'll find that once a child starts to make four or five steps, that very quickly, mm-hmm. the next 10 turn up. Yep. It's like the mind clicks and it says, right, this is how we do it. We failed enough times. And now we found the way that works. Mm -hmm. So I'm on it. I can do this now, no problem at all. Now, obviously, then at some point you fall or you walk into a door and then you kind of reset some of those thoughts. But the key is you have to fail Mm. because that's the only way you can move forward in growth and in development and in learning new skills and new abilities. Absolutely. And this is what I'd really encourage you for 2022. What are some of the things that you would just love to create for fun? like genuinely believing you might not achieve them, but that you could work towards. And I would love to think anyone listening to this podcast, our hope is always to inspire, motivate you as we're leading ourselves. Like everything we say, we challenge ourselves with. Set a goal, set a miracle goal even. I was going to say set a goal. Set a miracle as part of your 2022. Something that would be absolutely phenomenal to achieve. Because imagine if you get a year forward and you go, wow, I'm so glad that I had the faith even to try and see what could happen. Do you know what would be also really nice actually? What? Make it something, if you can, make it something that wouldn't really look that great on a CV. <laughs> like try to make like, yeah, it yeah. that it is quite random, mm. quite fun. To approach if yes. you could have something where it feels like it's fun 
maybe you've got to a point in your life where you've you've had less fun and now you want to learn to skateboard mm. so do it i mean it's not going to particularly impress people if you're like me a middle-aged man going out and learning how to skateboard for the first time <laughs> but it's fun it's interesting you'll learn a lot about failure on a skateboard quite yes, quickly yep. but also you will develop that skill and it's something where just persistence will let you be able to achieve something mm. and the great thing is by doing things like that where the results don't matter I can't imagine that anybody's going to pick up skateboarding today mm. in their 40s or 50s and then decide that they want to go to the next Olympic Games. <laughs> so because of that, you've got nothing really to lose mm -hmm. and you've got something to gain, even if it's just you get to hang out with your kids a little bit mm. and you get to look like a bit of an idiot and you have a laugh. Yep. You've achieved something and you might find that you're comfortable skateboarding mm. and that you have a bit of fun with it. And now when you go to the park, rather than sitting on the bench watching the kids do stuff, you, you can actually join in. So there's stuff to be gained, mm -hmm. but it's not CV worthy. It's not um, bragging rights worthy, yeah. Yeah. but it still is a huge amount of value regardless. I think setting something that's more whimsical mm. actually is a great way to get started if you're not used to it. And the next thing is we go into a brand new year. I'll reiterate, we don't get what we want. We get who we are being. Okay, now I think we mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago when we went to see Will Smith that he kind of overemphasized that when you are being something in the world, opportunities and the magic seems to happen a little more. And he also highlighted the difference between blame and responsibility. And Matt, you summarized it really well. I hope I'm going to get this right. Blame is in the moment somebody will have resulted in an event or circumstance happening. So it was something like somebody was like that kind of domino pin that set off a trail. However, responsibility is not the same as blame. Responsibility is in an individual level how you're going to then react and let it influence you. So, for example, if somebody stole my car outside, they would be to blame but I have responsibility for then how I let that affect me and what I do, how I treat them and so forth. Absolutely right. And we can become too tied up with accounting, blame and responsibility mm. in the same thing. So if someone leaves us in a partnership or when someone maybe passes away that's close to us, there's a blame for that kind of pivotal point and that event. Mm. And like blame doesn't mean that someone's done something wrong. If someone passes away they're to blame technically for how you emotionally feel at that instant mm. when you find yep. out and the same as the person that maybe decides to end the relationship they're to blame for that choice in that mm. moment but responsibility begins the moment that that activity or event is finished mm. so once you've had that kind of line in the sand drawn and the blame lives before that responsibility is what comes next responsibility belongs with you you as an individual are responsible for how you behave, how you respond, what you do. And we can see in the world that there's a lot of people that associate blame and responsibility to the same place. Mm -hmm. And you can remain static, caught up in that particular moment where you, you can't move on. Mm. Maybe the person close to you has passed away and you can't move on from that and mm. you're stuck. And that's because you haven't taken responsibility. It's like everything is about, oh, I'm here because this happened yep. yep and by moving it and shifting it and understanding that responsibility belongs entirely to you mm. then you realize that control is within your hands you are the one holding the, the controller to the game that is your life yes. 
And it's not that it's on autopilot. It's not that you're watching someone else play. You have the control in your hands. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes the, and a boss will turn up randomly and start doing some super moves, but you're still the one with the controller. Yep. You're still the one to decide how you're going to play out the next few levels of the game and how you're going to enhance your skills to be able to play it at the best of your abilities. Mm. And so being is then linked into the thoughts and feelings you have. So that's why I love that be, do, have model. The being is the very first part before anything, before you start doing any actions. And so if you're being honest, as you as you think about what, what you're going to do, how you're going to show up in 2022, what are your thoughts and your feelings predominantly about your health, about your well-being, about the relationships, about your money? What are the common themes so, for example, sometimes I will do this and I'll watch almost my thoughts, like just be a passive person. And you can quite easily see sometimes when you're in a bit of a funk, how actually a lot of your thoughts and feelings, completely non-circumstance driven, are negative. Like, oh, you know, this is annoying. And almost like that autopilot. And it's the choosing so if I'm being negative or down, then I know I'm going to show up in the world differently. I'm going to do things differently. If I can calibrate and notice even a couple of those times and re kind of nudge myself in the right direction, I'm going to make a 1% change. I'm going to make that sl- slight nudge. And it then brings me on to the, the next point about our desires and visions for what we want to think about in 2022. If you've got any type of goal or vision that you would love to create, lifestyle design we call it, the key thing to remember is these visions and how you can imagine life being are never usually based on your present circumstance. They're usually always given in your mind as part of your potential. So human beings, we arrive with unlimited potential. It basically ends up being what we kind of choose, what we feel, what we kind of think we should do. But you could literally, a baby can arrive and be an astronaut. A baby could arrive and be president of, you know, America or prime minister here. A baby could arrive and be a billionaire by the time they're 18. Anything's possible. It is all about, though, how we are thinking our potential and our influence on that. Never, ever about what right now thinks and looks like. And how we perceive our potential can often be around our upbringing and the people we've been around and where we spend our time. Obviously, there's that saying about you're the sum of the five of the people, five people yep, that you, you know. So with. you are pretty much the same as everyone you hang around with. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm pretty much the five people you hang around with. But what you'll find is that when you're in a situation where you can actually open the doors to see that there's more available... So I hope that by listening and watching the podcast... We're another two people that you hang about with. <laughs> then, then maybe you can recognise and maybe it can reprogram your thoughts mm. where if you didn't see that there was as much potential and possibility in the world... Absolutely. ...that you can suddenly start to get the cogs turning in your head and you can understand that there is an element of control mm. and the more that you try to apply that control and think about where you want to be and aim for it rather than do the normal, which is continue to work in a day job that you don't enjoy to get a different car on the driveway and then to get a bigger house none of which was satisfying you when you got the last upgrade Mm. if you can get out of that loop then you'll find that life feels more prosperous and fruitful and hopefully if we can kind of steer your thinking to just understand that things are possible Mm. then that is the whole point of what we do. So that's the great thing. Although your influences and your sphere of friends and family may have a particular mindset and that's then 
kind of put you to where you are today and what you see as possible, mm. you are able at any time to see other influences. You are able to go on to TV programs, YouTube, wherever it happens to be, you can find lots of things to show that there are more possibilities than you imagined. And it just opens up more doors in your mind, which can, if you choose to walk through them, open up more doors in your life. Absolutely. The next thing I'm going to say is I'm going to give away some habits that you could do to be differently. You're okay, not charging for these. I'm not charging. Are you sure? No, no. But here, here's two things that you could do that would ultimately result in you being different in 2022. And that is to love and give deeper than ever before in any areas of your life. So I believe in a law of oneness, which basically means that we are all connected regardless of where we live or what we look like or who we are. I believe we all have the same spirit that sense of connection so you, we can feel you know when somebody's sad we can feel when someone's happy in a way and I think one of the greatest things that we can do is actually move to that spirit of thanksgiving and love and I think what naturally happens when you realize that you know in terms of your own thanksgiving what you have we covered this in last week's podcast you move to a sense where there's a lot of generosity because you realize what you have I know that if you were to put that in your life alone, just decide, right, I'm going to just look out in the world. How can I love someone some way deeper? It could be a compliment. It could be a hug. It could even just be saying, you know, something high by as you go past to the old, you know, the old person on the street or whatever. I think that then will naturally also come back to you. We don't do it because we hope to, you know, send out and receive. But I think there's this beautiful oneness about the world that what you put out does return back to you. So if you're looking out for your way to spread love in the world, I think equally you will then receive it back. That's quite interesting, actually, because mm. we spoke about Will Smith um, a couple of weeks ago. But that's actually one of the themes within the later parts of his book mm, about love, yes. that the more you give, the more you give out the more you get back. Mm. It's one of those things where you can't sit back and just wait for it to turn up. It's the more you seem to show it and demonstrate it and the more wide and deeper that you show your love to the people that you care about and potentially expand it to people beyond just yep. the ones yep. in your household or the ones that maybe you phone each day, that you find that you receive that love and that fulfillment back even more. So it really is about I suppose giving what you want to receive Absolutely. and by doing that without the expectation of receiving by doing that just because you want to show your appreciation for people you want to spend more quality time with people you just want to I suppose demonstrate your feelings a little bit more mm, towards mm. people and make sure that they feel appreciated not for the expectation of anything in return think about it if you decide that you're going to give someone a phone call and um, that you haven't spoken to in a while yep. and you're just warm and lovely and nice what you'll find is over the next couple of days you'll randomly maybe have text conversations with that person yeah, and yeah. they're coming from a really warm and nice place so you get back what you're putting out just by the nature of filling up other people's cups mm, i love that love that now the final thing i'm going to challenge you with as part of this calibration deciding who i want to be was something that came to me as well when i was you know challenging myself and prep for this and I want to suggest that maybe it's the perfect time as we enter a new year to check our sense of entitlement. Mm. 
No, oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. The reason for it is I believe that I know personally in my own life, when I'm being something that's maybe not exactly where I want to be down the line, it's often because I've got expectations of a certain standard or the way that people should treat me. Things that almost like I've got expectations that nobody can meet or like kind of silent ways that I think everyone should work in the world. Because half the time, if we're honest, we get annoyed because other people don't follow our rules or they don't do what we think they should do, right? As if we're the gods of the well, whole universe. We're, well, we're the centre of the universe. Yep. And people are supposed to meet our expectations. Of course, we haven't vocalised every expectation we have. <laughs> so they've got to read our mind. Yes. And then they've got to meet these expectations, ideally exceed them, mm. do what we want, when we want it, yep. how we want it, yep, exactly. exactly as it's supposed to be without knowing what that is mm. and also sacrifice their own time their own focus to make sure that they're fulfilling what we require mm -hmm. that's our expectations we're entitled to that yep. because we're good and wonderful people so everyone must be serving us to, exactly. in order to keep being that person exactly so i noticed this especially this week my day job if you like is a creator right a content creator i make videos we make podcasts and i serve i, I love to help people in that way sometimes you get the sense that there's a ripple effect of a sense of entitlement when you're in that business so let me explain i can often get some comments which are along the lines of okay why haven't you responded to my comment or why haven't you replied to my dm to me right and it, and whenever i get those i think okay there's something about this dynamic where that person believes almost like I owe them a comment or owe them a reply when it might not be something that I can give them. It might not be even, you know, it's going to require something from me that I maybe can't give at that moment or in future. And it led me to think, are there actually things in my life where I believe the world owes me something without me giving anything in return or even beforehand? And we talk about the law of, you know, reaping and sowing. I do believe it's like what you put out, it comes back. But I think what causes the most problems is when we flip the switch and think we should receive without any effort or without any intention in any way. Also, it could be that we get into this mindset of rather than reaping and sowing. So the whole point of sowing is that you have to go out and you have to dig the land. Mm, but to, we, yeah. we don't live in a world where we sow anything like that. We go onto Amazon and we press a button, buy now, and it yes, just turns up. Yes. There is no effort in getting what we want but we potentially deem that as we've done the activity so we should get something back so in your example of maybe someone sending a message to you in some way well that's effort mm. so because they've sat there and typed something and press send then that is the sewing so surely they must deserve to reap something mm. coming back and that is the sense of entitlement of being the center of the universe when no one's considering how many other messages you might have, the fact that you have family and friends and other activities and time and that your full time, like every hour of every day, isn't sitting in front of a screen looking to see who you can respond to and who you can help next. Mm. And also, actually, what you'll find is that on some of your comments, some of your questions and things, what it is is that someone's asking you something where if they spent 10 minutes just looking at another video, mm. they would get the answers. And I think that a lot of us are guilty of this where we want the answer to something, but we don't want to have to go and make the effort to find it and yes, to listen and understand. Yes, yep. We want to be spoon fed. And it's because 
I think partially we live in a world where you can order anything and get it the next day or same mm. day, no problem mm. at all. Everything is instant, no real effort, no real weight, no real struggle. We just get something without sewing all yes, that much. Yes. And what we have to understand is in order to reap and to feel like we've earned what we're reaping and actually get quality back in, we do need to put something out in the first place. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, so we're coming to the end of this podcast and I wanted to set a challenge. I haven't done one of these for a couple of episodes, so I'll do that. And as you know, I will do the challenge and no doubt Matt will as well. As we approach the start of a new year, 2022 already, crazy, but nonetheless, who would you decide you want to be for that year? What are some of the ways that you're going to think and feel and be in all areas of your life? Are you going to make an effort to think about less about what you're entitled to, but actually what you can provide in the world? I believe that all of us do have talents and gifts, regardless of what form they are, that allow us to send that back to then receive more in our life as a result. So if you can do anything, I'd love after this podcast to take some time to do just that. Have some quiet time and think about who do I actually want to be in 2022? And maybe it's going to be radically different. Maybe it's not going to be. But I would love for you to come back, look at your notes in a year's time and see, wow, that one moment that I, I kind of took intention and ownership, what a year it's been. And if you have been watching the podcast on the Mama Farfar channel, we'd love also if you want to leave a comment, if this is what you want to declare to the world who you're going to be for 2022, we'd love to encourage you if we can reply to something. Hopefully we'll get enough time to reply to all of that, but that would be certainly wonderful. If you're listening as well to the podcast, be sure we've got the whole back catalogue on Spotify and iTunes and Google as well. You can listen to any episodes wherever you are. You can also watch a couple of months on the Mama Farfar channel of the video podcast so as always thank you so much for listening and watching today we'll speak to you very soon